It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. That's what we do on Free Talk Live. And that's why it's so much fun. It's Mark with you. Richard Rich. And Melanie. That's right. We are live. And Free Talk Live uh, takes seriously, even during this crazy time, bringing you your essential radio programming. Essential. We are actually essential. I was kind of disappointed. I wanted to illegally do a radio show, but it's illegal. Ironically, I'm triply essential because this is like my third gig and my other two are also essential. So (laughs) I operate legally as much as possible. I don't think that that makes you like like there's not an essential person and a non-essential person you could lose all three of those jobs in one fell swoop you'd cease to be essential yeah Uh, so i mean it's like you know the task is essential yeah and uh you know right now i do declare anybody listening to me to be a free talk live producer you can go out and uh collect information about your community as a journalist and you can send it to us at uh, marketfreetalklive.com there you go i was gonna print out a press badge but i would need to have a uh, color printer <laughs> and journalists do get arrested so be safe out there oh as yeah well yeah yeah i mean it's not a solution to your problem yeah it's not like a magic a magic shield i guess it wouldn't be a magic bullet it's not a, it's not magic armor but it's something it, it'll hold up in court likely maybe yeah i mean you know uh Whatever. I, I can't make any guarantees of how the government's going to react. You could be at the end of that uh, that interaction. You could be dead or not dead. Just like Kim Jong-un. At the same time. Dead and not dead. He is Schrodinger's dictator. The amazing part to me is that the, from the stories that I read, they, they're saying that you have to wait for the North Korean press to officially announce it. So the only trustworthy news report on whether or not he's dead or not is from the most untrusted, untrustworthy news report on the planet. Right. I mean, this is the same organization that released that um, they had found a Pegasus nest. Oh, no, a unicorn nest. <laughs> right. Um, in Pyongyang. So when they tell you he's either alive or dead, that's when you'll know it may be true. I guess that the answer I to mean, that... I mean, it's not necessarily a good thing if he's dead. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not looking for him to be dead. Uh, as I understand his, his uh, sister there is... Uh, Cold as ice. I mean, that's almost necessarily true, right? To get to rise to the position that she's at, she must be because tough. you're the you grew up with somebody and like your whole childhood. Not only it was, it was like your older sibling, it was like, oh, he's gonna rule the country and you're not. Like in addition to, like, no, nah. yeah, she's Loki. Well, to his Thor. Okay, well, if that's the case, then they assassinated their like half brother or something, right? I like I vaguely I remember I seeing know. that in a report. Plus, so, like yeah. he was doing all these like peace agreements with South Korea, and if he's dead, that's probably why. Okay, but what I'm saying is, if she's that ice cold, maybe she would has plans to ice him and assume power anyway. That's a possibility. Right. We have no clue, and uh, this is. One of those things about North Korea, most of the stuff we get out of there is, is hearsay and guesses and things like that, and this is no better. Uh, we don't have any idea what happened. You're speculating. They're totally saying, speculating. They're saying that uh, he needed an operation. The operation may have been botched or may have maybe just things went badly. It may have gone as intended. And we don't know. On orders of his sister. I can assure you that there are people in uh, Pyongyang that wanted to see Kim Jong-un dead, and... I, you know, I don't know whether that's a good, I'm not claiming it's a good thing or a bad thing, but what I would like to hear is everybody's wild speculation (laughs) 
Uh, you know, like, because what else do we have at this point? We don't know whether he's dead or alive. We don't know why he's dead or alive. We don't know anything about anything except that there's a lot of news stories with a little fat man with a weird haircut on him. If he's better off alive because his sister is so much worse, is this one of those weird cases of choosing the devil you know versus the well, devil you don't? it's not the don't? devil you know. I would imagine that the North Korean people have a decent idea, a better idea than us of which they would prefer just because it's the one they're more familiar with. I mean, you're choosing the lesser evil, not the more familiar evil. Well, but but if the sister's that much worse, right? They go like, no, no, we'd rather have, of all the people who could rule us, Kim Jong-un's our guy. But those aren't the choices. It's him or her. Like, this isn't, they don't even have like- There's no choices. A veil of democracy. It's like, yeah. this is the dictatorship. Right. So I if, don't know. If you get rid of the dictator, like words, you know, doesn't that also leave room for uh, revolution, perhaps? No. Like, why not? Because it's really easy to off one guy if you're in the inner circle. It's a really difficult to overthrow an entire country. Right. There's no, th- this guy wasn't taken out in a revolution. I don't think you're going to, pers- I doubt that you're going to see. And he might have just died of like natural, like, I mean, he might have just died. Like, it he wasn't necessarily. It happened to the other two, his dad and no, his grandfather. Well, yeah, but they the, were old. One of the other reports that I saw was that if he, if he is presumed He's dead. He's like my age. Right. That they were going to have to lock down the borders. Right, because of the the potential exodus, where people go like, "All right, he's gone. Now we can get out of here." Well, they also have to lock down in case somebody says, "Now's the time to attack." Wouldn't that also be true? Yes. Now it would be the time to attack, presumably, but I don't actually believe that's true because I don't think Kim Jong Un was the you know uh, commander in chief for reals of this place. I think that they had real commanders, just like the United States does, right? The pe- president dies, the United States military doesn't shut down. Like a deep state, perhaps, in North Korea? That's not even necessarily a deep state. So you have a political leader, and then you you still have generals. The generals aren't just like, oh, well, the head of state's dead. Let's uh, smoke this opium we're supposed to be guarding for oil. Like that's They're still well, going to run the military. Let me, Maybe. Well, hold on, guys. Your wild speculation here. Let's just go to Scott in Florida. For Scott, more wild speculation? Scott yeah, in Florida's right. speculation. Yeah, Scott in Florida's speculation. Free Talk Live. Good, e- good evening, gentlemen. Oh, this How is Scott you? the Bigot. All right. Yeah. Where yeah. are you uh, in you Florida? Know, Miami. Yeah, I'd like, like to just... Scott, I've got a question before you yeah. go any further. Um, yeah. For yeah. those that do not know, Scott the Bigot is unhappy quite generally with people um, from the Jewish race. Why would you pick Miami of all places on the planet? It's like there's they're only rivaled by Israel itself. Is the population of Jews in Miami? Yeah, well, weather, the weather's warm. I tried to get to England. The Dominican girls that is the excuse so. I hear for people for not moving to New Hampshire, and it is the worst possible excuse. It's not, oh, I'm tied to my business. I have to watch my old parents. I came from it's Massachusetts. Like, yeah, uh, it's, snow it's the like I like the weather. Uh, I get that Miami is less miserable. Um, if Miami generally is less miserable than yeah. than Massachusetts. But, but I agree, the racial composition is uh, is is is, uh, is is scummy. Well, I I I do not claim that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please, please. I just not. claim that it has warmer weather. That's my claim. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's a big peninsula, and you could have moved anywhere on it. But you picked the city that has the largest Jewish population that I know of. No, no, the Jewish population is uh, is Boca Raton. That's further north. All right. Well, all right. Go on with the. It's, uh, it's more Hispanic. It's more Hispanic, which. Uh, so you don't have a problem uh, with Hispanic really people. Much better. It's not. No, his, no, it's they're not, not Hispanic. They're, they're from Cuba, so they're white. What, whatever. Whatever. Uh, I, I disagree on that. But anyway, well, you, know. Uh, you, you know, America. Uh, deserves everything it gets with the coronavirus and the depression that we're in. And I'll tell you why, because we're a rotten country. 
Uh, and when I mean a rotten country, I'm, uh, the, our leadership is rotten. What's the better uh, country? Uh, you want to know something? I don't think that there is really any. I think all, okay. all countries dictate to you, tell, give you your marching orders, tell you what you can do, what you cannot do. Sweden Whenever didn't you live have under, a lockdown. Uh, what's that? Sweden did not have a lockdown. Well, the, and they're apparently the, uh, close to herd immunity. Yeah, they did not have a lockdown. They're probably and they're, and, they're, and they're doing fairly well with the coronavirus. But what I'm saying is that I'm so disappointed. Uh, I won't even vote in November. It's uh, it doesn't matter whether you vote Democrat or Republican uh, because here, here. everything is. We had Trump, the, the free market allegedly. We all knew it wasn't seized the means of production a couple weeks ago. It doesn't matter who you vote for, Democrat or Republican, because at the end of the day. Both parties are uh, are bought and paid for by uh, international Jewry. Maybe we and should also, just have an international Jew for president. I mean, I hear they're smart and stuff. They don't want no, Bernie no, Sanders. Let me explain. We, we, you don't need an American president to figure ahead who's Jewish. But the power behind the throne are the Jews. They control everything in the United no, States. No, no, I, I said just go that. ahead and make it a Jew. I mean, if yeah. they control everything, why are we waiting? I, that's a good question. Because they're the why. puppet masters. They don't want to be because like the faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's work. You got to go do speeches and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Scott, thank you for the call. Uh, I, I said thank you for the call because I have to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. You really can call in and talk about whatever rambling nonsense you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live. Talk live, call in, talk about whatever is on your mind. It is Mark with you. Richie Rich. And Melanie. I want to tell you about Intercoin. Communities issue their own currency backed by Intercoin. They can choose to inflate the circulation supply of their own money uh, to spend on internal projects, or they can choose to tax certain transactions and remove money from circulation. These activities deterministically change the exchange rate of the community's local money to Intercoin without affecting the other communities or the rest of the Intercoin ecosystem. Each community can choose its own policies and openly program them into their coins. Each individual can choose what coins to get and how to spend them with upfront knowledge of what they're getting into. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of the freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space. And we think that's pretty important here on Free Talk Live. So important that we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. And yes, I have to tell you that, but, um, you know, I'm not ashamed of it either. I think this is, I think this is a great tech, and I think that uh, people ought to look into it. If you think freedom is important, then check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains. And let's hope that's true. Or you can just be involved and maybe change its future. Intercoin.org. That's intercoin.org. Let's go to Robert calling in from Charleston, South Carolina. Listen to WTMA. Charleston, excuse me, Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I just wanted to, to make a comment with regard to what the other man was saying about Jewish people. Jewish people actually, um, well, they started out as 12, 12 tribes, 
And then after that, of course, many people came into the Jewish group and then left and came in and left. And they've had many, it's been gone through a lot of changes. They, they have a saying in, in, in Hebrew, and it goes something like this. If you ask a group of 10 Jewish people what their opinion is, you'll get 11, 11 answers. Yeah. <laughs> and you can you can switch that for a lot of things like doctors and lawyers and things like that too. But it is you know that's where I heard it too. Sounds like a I pretty think it was shifty on, group. Yeah, northern exposures. Well, hey, I, look, I, I took the twenty three and me, and if uh, if you sort of look at the Jewish religion, there's uh, it's a matriarchal um, passing down of sort of uh, your legitimacy as a Jew, and it was one lady. Way up the matriarchal line um, that was my ancestor. So by that standard, I am Jewish. Now, I'm not terribly Jewish. So little that uh, 23andMe has a difficult time counting the number. <laughs> but nonetheless. Not many decimal points. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. The crazy thing is that I'm probably as Jewish as you are, but since I inherited it through my father, technically I'm not Jewish. There you go. Right. <laughs> All sounds like okay. nonsense to me. Man. I mean, those None rules made more sense before DNA tests. Yeah. Well, now, th- th- those rules made more sense before DNA tests, and now we have DNA tests, and we can determine where people are from. Sometimes. Well, that, that that all depends upon the people who are doing the DNA tests. They could recognize it as sometimes really how to categorize that. Well, no, but the matriarchal them- versus patriarchal rules made more sense before there were DNA tests. Well, the reason why they did it that way is because they figured any anybody who's born of a Jewish woman is obviously part Jewish, for sure. I mean, he's got a Jewish mother, so he's, but if he's a Jewish father, they can't really be sure that it was a Jewish father. Who knows, really? That's what they were thinking, I'm pretty sure. You know? Yeah, that's, that's what I just Robert, said. it's not that I disagree with anything you have to say. I just can't listen to the phone lines, and it's probably our fault, not yours. So, uh, you know, thank you for the call. Okay. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, sure. The number... 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. I have sent a message to our syndicate, and perhaps they can reset or something like that. I don't know exactly how that works. Um, you know, <laughs> they don't hire me for the tech work around here. It's for my pretty face and your, on the radio. And your sexy voice. <laughs> right, on the radio. So, um, we were going to start with the, uh, the UN's uh, saying that uh, the coronavirus lockdown is killing kids. Is that correct? Yes, so the UN, although I'm not sure that this comports with their opinion on the lockdown, because I would imagine that they're for it, but from Reuters, uh, the United Nations, hundreds of thousands of children could die this year due to the global economic downturn sparked by, they say sparked by the coronavirus pandemic, and tens of millions of more could fall into extreme poverty as a result of this crisis, the United Nations warned Thursday. So it's the economic impact that's killing the kids, not the Yeah, so right. it's the shutdown, it's- not the virus. Kids seem and to be oddly immune. Right. That's uh, sort of... That is really what it comes down to is is that, you know, there was a virus and then there was the reaction to the virus. And it appears as though the economic consequences are largely from the reaction to the virus. And look, I get that some people were like, this is what we've got to do. But if that's the case, you need to like back off of your opinion. This is about science, right? We need to back off our opinions and look at what's happening. There are some places that have done lockdowns differently and there's some places that haven't done them at all and we could look at all of this stuff and we can come to some kind of conclusion because this isn't the pandemic, people. Like at this point, that statement that I made three weeks ago is 
clearly and obviously true. This is not the pandemic. This is the practice for the pandemic, the test for the pandemic. How much will the citizenry tolerate? No, the real I, pandemic? well, maybe you can look at it any way you want. Okay. I mean, like if you're a lockdown proponent, then yeah, you do need to look at this to see how much will people tolerate. And apparently the answer is about five weeks, right? So you better be able to do what you can do in five weeks. And um, well, I mean, people are still tolerating it, though. There's not a whole lot of resistance. Some are, some aren't. The people are pretty grumpy. I was out at a uh, store Friday and I can tell you, everybody in line was like, F a bunch of this crap. Yeah, but and did I'm, they take a but, step forward into the six-foot distance in line? Just really because they're not willing crap? to do that doesn't mean that they're not ready to give you know give it up. Well, look, look, well I you, got, you can be I grumpy in lockdown all you does. want. It does. No. Unless these people are standing there going, well, this is private property, and, they, and, and that's who put the signs here, so I have to do it. <laughs> And I no doubt one's that. making that I argument. I doubt that that's in the minds of the people standing that in line. That was the state and, liquor store, just so you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then no. Well, then yes, it does. Then yes, it does mean that. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I mean, all I'm doing is testing the you know, the feelings of people. I'm not talking about whether, look, none of them are willing to pick up pitchforks and torches as much as you guys would like that. Okay. They're not going to, you know, burn in reality some politician on Central Square. They're not going to do it. But. When politicians begin to see the parade and the you know the the drummers drumming and the uh, the trumpeters trumpeting, they're going to get out in front of it because yeah. they know that's, what, that's the, in the one back. thing that they do well is jump in front of a parade. So when they see people are like, yeah, this is we're just going on, and we've got lots of news stories now. There are lots of people who are giving haircuts for money. There are people who are you know opening up their nail salons. People who are yeah. doing all kinds of things. Sure. And as these businesses continue to open up. People will go to them as soon as the beaches opened up. Everybody rushed to them, and then like the uh, you know the 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 nervous Nellies are all like, I can't believe it! They're not social distancing on the beach. Well, they've got sunlight. They don't need to. They're sitting right next to salt water. It's aerosolized in the air. Salt kills many viruses. It probably kills the novel coronavirus, but we don't know. You're right. We don't know a lot of things. Test subjects on the beach. So let people make decisions with their own lives. And I think that's what, you know, for me, the conclusion here is, is that because I always said before this, the one good argument for a government, for a state is a lockdown. I've changed my mind. Good. It's about time. Wait, They've you shut- thought that was a good reason to have a government? We'll talk about it coming up. 855-450-3733. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com Free Talk Live, live radio that you can control. I mean, we say control. You can call in and talk about what you want to talk about here on We've Free Talk We've got the Live. dump button, though. Yeah. I mean, ultimate control lies within my fingers. I mean, we only <laughs> use the dump button when we're like legally required to. That's true. 
I mean, still we have it. I've never seen somebody do it just because they're like, I don't like what that guy said. Take it off the air. Yeah, well, then they hit the hang up button or the mute button. And sometimes I think words go out that uh, I wouldn't let uh, go, but um, you know, that's 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 one of the things about Free Talk Live is we try very hard not to censor you. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. I believe I made some ridiculous statement just before we went out that y'all wanted to hold me uh, accountable for it. Hold on to it. What was the statement? Uh, Basically that the lockdown was one of the only reasons to have a a government. Right. So, um, yeah, if you're going to have a state that controlling for a pandemic is probably the greatest role of that organization. And we, you can go ahead. I we will let that organizational model. We will let you uh, go ahead and, and, and go after that. But I want to go to the calls here uh, <laughs> before we go on. So, um, yeah, the Divi wallet. We've been talking about it on Free Talk Live, and it is now available uh, for beta. Okay, so you got to test. you got to go to the website, diviproject.org, and they have a Telegram chat there now i'm not telling because i think everybody's knows what telegram is or anything like that but if you don't know what telegram is you're probably not qualified for the beta anyway so (laughs) but what divi is is an attempt to integrate cryptocurrency into the marketplace in a way that everybody can understand because a lot of people are like oh well you know it sounds like a fine idea or whatever i get it and that's okay Right? Like you don't, you're not supposed to get it you're not supposed to have to get it divi is intended to make it so easy that you can't possibly mess it up, and that's what it is. It's cryptocurrency for dummies, and I think that it has a good chance of being very, very important. And plus the fact that they have their multi-tiered masternodes, which allow you to—they're called one-click masternodes. They're pretty easy to set up, and you can begin making Divi right there. You know, you have to stake a masternode and do all that stuff, but it's pretty easy. Um, so DiviProject.org, that's the place to go to check it out and learn learn a little bit more. Let's go to Carl calling in from Indianapolis. Carl, you're on Free Talk Live. Listening to WCSI? Uh, 1010. What's that? 1010? Okay. 1010 AM. Yeah. Hey, I, uh, I have proof that uh, this Kim Jong uh, Shamalam Ding Dong is in fact dead. And you that's got it impressive. in uh, Indianapolis. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm driving on a 465 loop headed to Elkhart, actually. But uh, yeah, I just uh, I heard that uh, North Korea's top three heart surgeons have just been executed. That's how you know, right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and Kim, Kim Jong uh, Shamalama Ding Dong's sister is the one that gave the fire order. Fire the See, called it. First segment. Assassinated <laughs> by a sister who wants to take control. Well, so that I don't even. He's look. got the proof. It's corroborated. You know, if you keep killing your best heart surgeons every time somebody <laughs> dies, you're pretty soon not going to have any good heart surgeons left. And then everybody's going to die. Well, maybe. I mean, is, does his sister have a heart problem? Is she like. Not today. Diabetic. And- yeah, but she's she looks like 25. So maybe she will one day. Huh? And you import one. She from looks China. like an Asian Cruella Deville. I mean, I swear <laughs> she. Why would they come me. from China? You kill them all. <laughs> you got to import new heart surgeons if she gets. If no, she... but like, why would they come? Why? Chinese people follow the money. I don't know. I wouldn't go there. Nobody's going to go to North Korea. I mean, people would go to North Korea. No, they have no money. Offer them something else. Like people, what? 
I don't know. Alcohol, like they did with there Dennis Rodman? Yeah, there you go. Dennis Rodman, that's a good example. Yeah. Went to North Korea with no, to get, with nothing to gain. Thanks and for the call, Carl. as soon as Dennis Rodman is a top-tier heart surgeon, this will be a comparable example. Yeah. I, that does that does kidnap their family. Though. Now that you're talking about immigration um, as a solution, I would like to say any U.S. laws that say that are somehow keeping out people who are I don't know graduate levels, uh, you know, people out of the United States are stupid. Any any laws that are keeping out people who would automatically move into the top quintile are stupid. I mean, like oh, uh, there's not re- unless, unless you have like a graduate degree in something silly. That's not really a thing. Um, there, so there are like expert- Silicon Valley has a very difficult time keeping uh, computer people yeah, of there, all there, sorts. There are like experts, like exceptions or special rules for for coming in. Yeah, I understand that, but I mean, Silicon Valley is still complaining about not having enough computer people. Well, that doesn't mean that there's people to be had. They're allowed in the country. As, not as I understand it. Um, you know, the Blue Seed, the uh, libertarian organization that was going to buy a uh, old cruise ship and anchor it 13 miles out so that, uh, you know, they could be an incubator for these tech businesses that wanted um, tech people that they couldn't get from other countries. They'd just be 12 miles out so they'd be legal and they could fly into the Bay Area for uh, little trips or whatever, but they could do their work on the ship. That was their whole business plan. Um, you know, admittedly, they couldn't put the money together for it. Anyway, thanks for the call, Carl. Uh, let's go to Jerome calling in from South Carolina, WTMA. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, good evening. How are you? Fine. Excellent. What's on your mind, I, Jerome? I got. I just wanted to say this. Do you think with all that's going on now with the 20-something million people unemployed, uh-huh. okay, five, six million in one week, you got Trump saying what he did on the bus, about what you can get away with, if that was, say, Barack Obama and a black reporter that was yucking it up and laughing about that, okay? And then you got the uh, the lieutenant governor of uh, of Texas saying, saving the economy is more important than saving lives. And then you got Trump asking Dr. Brooks, uh, Lysol, uh, how do you think that will work for a cure? This hydroxychloroquine, that, that sounds like a game changer to me. You think a black president. You know, and by the way, remember what Mr. McConnell said about Barack Obama now? I don't the remember. Day he got elected. He said, we're going to do everything we can to make you a one-term president. Quote, unquote. Of course he was. On, okay. I mean, that's what now, they do. That's what political general- parties do, Jerome. I mean, that's not surprising, is but it? Let me ask you this. Well, hold on. I, I want to address to some extent... I wish that Barack Obama was running against Donald Trump in 2020 and that he could be elected. The showdown everyone wants. But he can't. And what I'm being forced to choose uh, from here, Jerome, is two old rich perverts. Again. Well, I guess What about again. Michelle Obama as the VP? That's been bandied about. I, whatever. Hey, I mean, you I better pick that? that. He better. Somebody better pick that VP and pick him well. Because, hey, can uh, I answer that? Yes, sir. Go ahead. If that had ever happened, this country would be polarized in a way you haven't seen since slavery, okay? You well, talk about... We elected... That, the, the the country elected Barack Obama. How can you say that it would be polarized over race? Huh. Did you hear Trump? I mean, it was oh, kind of polarized. I heard Trump, but I don't care about Trump. And they're raping women and they're bringing the guns and the drugs. 
You think a black man could get up on national TV and use that as a political platform? No, I don't think that a black man could get away with the stuff Donald Trump has, but I don't understand how he got away with the stuff he's gotten away with either. Um, I think that it's a reach, though, to sort of suggest that somehow America's a racist country when it elected a black man and then reelected him. We have, look, we have the great, look, I spent nine years in the Air Force. Okay. I had to lose like 50 pounds, man. Okay. Sorry, dedication sorry to get in, okay? Good. Look, we got the greatest country in the world, but we got problems, okay? Let's just, let's just be honest. I would agree with you, we but I think problems. that the problems of racism, if there are any, are probably exacerbated by making a big deal about them rather than, um. Well, we have to make a big deal because if we don't, then they'll just continue. It'll go back to like it was. I, you know I hear say? that complaint, but I disagree with it. Doing the I mean, Did you ever hear that? Do what? Those who forget their past are doomed to repeat Sure. I mean, do, do we want to bring up how the Irish retreated and um, how the, uh, the the Germans retreated by the Italians and a, a variety of other historical things? I mean, at some point or another, it yes, has to be Yes, so retired. it never happens again. Well, yeah, that's right. Never again. Jerome, I do appreciate the call. Thank you. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about here on this live edition. It's Mark with you. Richard Rich. And Melanie. And if you want to watch the stream. I just started it. It's cam.freetalklive.com. Sorry about that. And thanks to uh, American Psycho uh, listening on DLive um, for uh, letting me know. That's, well, there you go. I had no I have got no idea what I'm doing behind this driver's seat here. It's Mark with you. Did I do we already do the introduction? Yeah, we'll do it again though. Richard Rich. Okay. <laughs> and Melanie. Let's go to Steve calling in from St. Augustine. Just get it on somebody to talk to here. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing? All's well. What's on your mind, sir? Sound like you're having fun. Yeah, well, I'm doing my best. Um I'm referring back to your comment before the previous break where you I don't remember. Uh, is this what is this, Mark? I can't remember. I am name. on the main mic. Yes. Mark. Okay. Um, but in a nutshell, you were talking about personal responsibility. It's my favorite thing. To some degree. Um, reminded me of something. Uh, one of my favorite writers is Thomas Sowell. I like and him too. he said, when the government attempts to insulate the populace, from the pressures of life, you end up with a country full of adolescents. Yeah. I believe it. And, and, and uh, there's an old saying there, right? Really. Like hard times create uh, strong men. Uh, strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. And then hard times. And then it goes over again uh, or something to that Watch effect. Repeat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if I've got it exactly right, but that's the idea generally. And a lot you of times write a song. that's <laughs> that's <laughs> how I feel about what I'm seeing. I, so what know, stage are we in now? It's weak men. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. You know, you go to the art of manliness and you look at the things that men need to be able to do and you presume that they can't. I, I mean, admittedly. I know it's very, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead, Steve. I mean, I, I don't change my own oil, but I could if I had to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I don't just, I got, you know, I'm a lot older than you. I don't like crawling under the car. Anymore. I doubt you're but, much um, older than I am. You don't sound much older than I am. I'm 49. I'm 69. Okay. You beat me. But, um, 
I just I just lost my thought there. I was going to say, yeah. I generally tend to agree with you. man. We- <laughs> 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 you, you're quoting Thomas Sowell for a minute there. And then... Oh, no, no. It was the thing is, if you, you've, you've got to, you know, I say this to people and they get mad. I said, you know, I don't need the government to tell me not to sneeze on people. Man. I don't need But the some people do, and that's the sad thing. To stay away. Well, I know. I understand that. But uh, it's, it's, you know, and it's very easy to blame the left for the hype and the fear and the pumping this thing up. And I can understand some of that, but you know what? We have to take responsibility because we got tricked into it. I, I kind of, for me, I would have never, I never accepted it. Not at any point yeah. did I say I remain well, untricked. I didn't either. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't either. and maybe tricked is the wrong word, but my, my, my biggest question is, so what happens when the next thing comes along? Because the communist Chinese know how to get to us now, real easy. Right. Um, you know, and that's the. Yeah. You know, now you're playing my song, Steve. Right. That's what we led the okay, show well, with. I'm was like, this is the plan for the pandemic. Yeah. I've said enough. Somebody Thank else you. might want to call in. Thank Appreciate you. it, Steve. Yeah. Thanks for the call. I, I mean. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we were just talking about the, the you know the good times creating uh, weak men, weak men uh, creating hard times, that kind of thing. Um, I've been in my whole life. There's always been somebody we were scared of. You know, first it was the Russians, and then it was the Japanese, and then it was the Russians again, and then you know after that it was eh, they were always talking about Brazil was going to be the next strong economy, and there's a variety of things that have been percolating up. But this thing with uh, China is is they're spitting out. A half a million STEM grads per year. Do you know what that means? Uh, science, technology, engineering, and Actual majors? Yeah. Five million. <laughs> so the United States is spitting out about 500,000. Now, the po- there's a population difference. Significant population difference. Four times, not ten times. Okay. And then you consider those, uh, those STEM graduates that the United States has are largely of dubious national origin. Do you know what I'm saying when I say that? Uh, that they come here for their education. They're freaking Chinese. Okay. I was going to say Indian. And Indian. Okay. Indian, yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm only trying to, to pitch, and, and I'm talking about Chinese as a nationality here, not as, uh, you know, there's plenty of Chinese that are like, I want to get the heck out of China, and those are the Chinese we should be welcoming. Absolutely. But, you know, Americans who are sending their little American kids, American-born, um, by American-born parents to American-born grandparents, those are the people I'm talking about. You and your children are not prepared for what's coming. And what's coming is China is graduating 5 million STEM grads every year. They're not doing it to help the American economy. They're doing it because they believe, just as Americans do, that it is their natural and uh, God-given right to be at the top. And well, for them to get to the top, y'all have to come down. That's partially true. And if that's the plan and they're doing a good job of it, yeah. Like who cares? Like what what is that how does that affect me and my future if if it's completely within their control to to go into those fields and Americans choice to not. Right. And I think that that's one of the things that we just sort of have to consider about the truism that good times Bring weak men, and weak okay. men bring hard times, and then the whole uh, circular thing. What can you do about it? You can do nothing about it. Well, even if it's not a problem that China is doing it, it's a problem that we're not. 
not necessarily because it's not like oh well these people aren't getting degrees because they're self-taught engineers who are opening their own businesses that's not the disparity there the disparity is they're either doing no skill labor or they're getting degrees in silliness and then i guess turning around and working in no skill labor why do i care if my engineer is chinese or not if i need something built and the 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 person the the top person to hire for that job happens to be a Chinese engineering grad. You can um, well you can, you should care if you're surrounded by unproductive people. Why I just import the Chinese dude? Uh, well, well, you don't get to make that choice at some point or another. Look, you may not believe in a state, and I know you don't. Okay, but the Chinese Communist Party absolutely does. Okay, like a hundred hundred percent they do, and they believe in a state in a way. That you've never experienced in your life. True. A really, really ugly state. And look, I'm not saying America is free, because it's not, but I am saying it's a it's a far sight better than China. And China is, you know, it's breathing down our necks. And look, you can be a nationalist or not nationalist if that's what you wish to do. I'm not particularly nationalist. But I see it. But I know a threat when I see one. Now, mind you, I don't expect it to be a threat in my lifetime. I'm 49 years what's, old. What's the threat, though? Like the what's... threat is the okay. The United States is nice because the United States government has gone and robbed, pillaged, and stolen around the world. Okay. Okay. And once they are in the position where they no longer have the world reserve currency and the yuan, the rahimbi, then is... we're going to feel inflation for real. Right. The United States currency crashes into nothingness. Take a look at Weimar Germany. Take a look at uh, uh, okay. Zimbabwe. I mean, you know what it looks like when you, a- you got to make the connection between that and STEM graduates because that's that's where you're losing me. The United States is where it um, is where it is because there were hard men willing to work their butts off to get to where we are today. Okay, and look, I'm just talking the greatest generation. They're nothing compared to the men and women that were willing to do what it took to get the greatest generation to be called the greatest generation. Okay, those are the children of the hard, uh, the the hard fought uh, builders of this nation, and the, they're the last ones. So the so, ch- the Chinese, and I'm not the greatest generation, mind you. I'm I'm a Gen X. The Chinese graduates, those STEM graduates, are going to propel China in the fields of science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Right. Those are people, STEM graduates, read that as people willing to work. Okay. Okay? Those, those people in China are going to then work for the Chinese regime. Because they have no choice. To to do what? To just dominate the financial market? To create soft power, to create hard power, um, and at some point or another to you know, move in on Taiwan, where the conflict then occurs between the United States military and the U- and the Chinese military. So it's a military threat. It's, a, it's an everything threat. Okay. I I'm mean, not threatened by Chinese STEM, STEM graduates. You don't. <laughs> I mean, you can believe that. But. Okay. Look, you don't have to be threatened by Chinese STEM graduates. Okay. But that's what we call a fool, right? Like somebody who sits there and watches the, you know, the numbers rolling by that uh, you know, show them everything. And, you know, maybe it won't matter in your lifetime. Okay. But it may very well matter in your child's lifetime. I still don't see what they're not going to be able to do because. Who's they? Uh, my children, grandchildren, whatever. Would you like? Would you like your children to be in an economy like Great Britain, where it's completely controlled and used to be a world power? Because uh, that's what it's going to look like. Because China takes over the world economy, and there's no, no other alternatives. No, you're just the United States isn't in its position anymore. Okay, so be it. There you go. That's fine. You know, the world will spin on. Yeah. It's just that you know, China will be in charge. Be the world power. 
Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. You can call in and talk about what you want to talk about. We have been talking about a variety of things here on Free Talk Live, but uh, for show prep, we were going into the UN claiming that this uh, economic downturn caused by uh, COVID-19, meaning the reaction to COVID-19. Yeah. COVID-19 did not cause the economic downturn. No. COVID-19 didn't do much of anything. <laughs> well, we don't know what Killed it could have done, but we, but the people that would claim, make, make that claim, we don't know what it could have done. And that's a, a true claim. But on the same side, you have to take responsibility for what the reaction was. So um, what is the reaction here, Melanie? Yeah, so... And the, and then tens of millions of more could fall into extreme poverty. And I think that well, if go back in that um, start off with a paragraph there. Okay, uh, hundreds of thousands of children could die this year due to the global economic downturn, allegedly sparked by I'm adding allegedly sparked by the coronavirus pandemic. And tens of millions of more could fall into extreme poverty as a result of the crisis. The United Nations warned on Thursday. Now I want to point out extreme poverty. Might not be, if you live in the first world, anything you would think of as poverty. Extreme poverty is like you might actually starve to death. Extreme poverty is usually uh, considered $2 a day. Which sounds terrible in the United States. And we really haven't had that kind of uh, you know star- world starvation thing going on. Um, you know, the in my, in my lifetime, there was the Ethiopian thing. Now, that was caused by a conflict where... Armed people were taking the food that we were attempting to send to people uh, in camps. And that's happened a few times in my lifetime, but we really haven't had that I know of. It yeah, hasn't been all, publicized to me. All starvation in the in the world currently is induced by states. Yes, it's it's caused by governments. It's not caused by you know, one of the reasons for having governments was to store grain. In a way so that we could prevent starvation. And now the starvation, now that we've come full circle, the starvation is actually that that exists is being caused by governments or at the very least people in power. 
Because there are people who, you know, are keeping some kid in a cupboard down underneath their stairs, uh, a la uh, What, <laughs> what about Potter. all the farmers throwing out perfectly good food because there's no market for it? Well, there is a market for it. It's food. The problem is the regulations telling them where they can and can't sell it. Um, yeah. People aren't eating less because of the lockdown. Right. There are uh, schools with milk contracts. There are farmers with milk contracts with schools right now that are dumping that milk rather than giving it to pig farmers who could be growing pigs right now with that milk because their uh, milk contract could be, they don't even know for sure, but okay. it could be threatened by uh, giving it to the wrong people. Okay. So, you know, it's all government regulation. It, it all comes back to the state every time these days. Go ahead. The U.N. also said in a risk report that nearly 369 million children across 143 countries who normally rely on school meals for a reliable source of daily nutrition have now been forced to look elsewhere. And if you're in a country that is, in fact, poor, there is not elsewhere to look. We must we must now act. We must act now on each of these threats to our children. U.N. Security General Antonio Antonio said (laughs) leaders must do everything in their power to cushion the impact of the pandemic. And he means lockdown. What started as a public health emergency has snowballed into a formidable test for the global promise to leave no one behind. I don't remember anyone promising that, but right. Well, that was the idea. But We're not supposed to be actively starving them either. Right. Right. Well, that's the idea is, is that somehow if you don't lock down the economy, you're willing to let people die for the economy. And that's ridiculous. What you're if you don't lock down the economy, you're willing to let people die, presumably for freedom. And that's what's happened all along. That's supposed to be the history of the United States. A more noble death. That, 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 well, I mean, ultimately, A, that's it, what is, it is, and B, hey, if you feel like you should stay home, it's, I mean, that was always you're allowed. You're free to do that. You could do that. <laughs> you could order in. There'd be more people to order in from because you're not forcing them to, to mess up their lives. Right. I mean, you know, this would have been a great opportunity for a politician to stand up and say, you know, I could try to lock everybody down, but that would be immoral. In fact, I would go so far as to say it's evil. I'd like to show you a picture of the Chinese Communist Party that welded a door shut so that people in an apartment complex couldn't get out. Do you want America to be like that? And if you do, we'll let United Airlines fly you right over to Beijing. And if Beijing is up and coming as a world power, it might not be a bad place to be. There you go. Derek, calling in from Charleston. Derek, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, man, I just kind of wanted to touch base uh, what you talked about before you went to commercial um, about the uh, STEM graduates, the Chinese coming over here. You know, we're educating all these Chinese, uh, and they're graduating all these STEM degrees. Man, I'm not understanding how you, you're not, uh, you know, drawing the correlation between. That's, I mean, that's pretty significant, especially when you, you know, you gave out those statistics. That's that's pretty alarming at the rate they're graduating. Are you talking about the graduates. one guy um, on the show that didn't get the correlation, or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm, I'm not understanding how he's not, not getting it. I mean, yeah, Richie, what don't what don't you get? Uh, I didn't make the connection between STEM graduates and a dominant Chinese military overthrow of the entire world. Well, it could be a well, military it, overthrow. Well, well, because it's the it's, you know they're coming over here. It's, it's it's the application of these studies. I mean, these Chinese are coming out here and they're graduating these STEM classes. Man, you know, they're. I mean, it's pretty simple, man. I mean, they're they're here splitting you know splitting atoms and you know they're doing big time fields of studies, man. You know, developing satellites and. 
literature majors didn't you know, didn't make uh, space, the Manhattan Project. Space, you know, no, no, space, I got it. Space, I mean, space weaponry and all this stuff. I mean, we got our kids over here getting getting studied in gender identity identity pronouns and, and crazy stuff like that. Cow farts and I mean, that's when our kids are graduating. And the Chinese are actually getting you know logical, practical application degrees that you know that. I mean, it's it's only a matter of time that before they lap us, man. You don't. Yeah, you I, that? I part that part I get. I just unless you're talking about a military threat, I don't care. Well, sure, it's a military threat. I mean, they're, I mean, they're not over here getting STEM degrees. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I mean countries with thing. IQs I mean, of sixty aren't developing nuclear weapons and becoming a threat to anyone. No, Which but they're developing to? biological. It doesn't matter anyone. Like if you have, I'm going to put you on hold, Derek. Um, just to. Uh, so if you have a smarter population and are actually, you know, applying that intelligence to something useful, whether it's useful in a practical sense or useful only only to a state, yeah, that translates into military power. Because first of all, most science, even in the U.S., is controlled, not controlled, but is funded and kind That's of loosely control. controlled <laughs> by the state. Like you don't have a whole lot of sure. private just. Pure science. Scientists lives. tend to work for organizations that tend to work. So if China has more scientists in this, the state of China, that does kind of translate into Chinese power. And unless it's military power, I don't care. Right? Like, I don't. But it's going to be. That, that's the only threat then. That's the only correlation that, that needs to be made then. The United because States if it's only just, holds on to its power that it has right now because of its military. And I don't want them to have the I power understand either. you don't I get it however that's the reality that you live in sure and what apparently reality is offering you is the United States federal government and a la Washington DC or the Chinese Communist Party party a la Beijing and as the dumb as the world power like that's it it sure ain't St. Kitts and Nevis okay you know but you're talking about like military power because if it's if yes it's, that's all I'm saying. So the the, uh, the Beijing has apparently, they claim, developed a weapon called the Carrier Killer. Right. The reason the United States has the power it has is because it can get airplanes with bombs on them to certain locations. Without those, without the ship that carries those airplanes, then um, this Carrier Killer that's supposedly a missile that will go up into the, you know, way up in the atmosphere and come back down at Mach 15. So without the United States military protecting me, I'm going to be overrun by the Chinese military. I don't think it's necessarily going to affect you. Then why do I care? I well, you know, why do you care? Do you want Beijing running the world? If they do a better job, of they it, won't. You don't know. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, we I can do look at China. We can look at China, and we can look at the U.S. And They're see graduating which STEM worse. graduates, and you're saying that that's a good thing, and going to put them in power. Obviously, if it's a good thing, they should be in power. Free talk live. I don't see how we cannot talk about China since that's what it's, it's, it's just rolling here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Richie Rich. And Melanie. Yeah, so um, Richie doesn't seem to think it's a problem if, China, if Beijing's power increases over time. And uh, I certainly do think it's a problem. Because all of a sudden the threat is that the Chinese government is going to have me extradited for being a, a freedom lover. 
Well, um, yeah, let's run through that scenario so that uh, so there's not just some uh, claim that's uh, thrown out there. So my um, yeah, I have to I have to grind my way back in our conversation in order to get to that point. So uh, my claim is, is that China is poising itself to take over as the new world power and will make its currency the new world reserve currency. And doing it through science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Right. Those are the only real jobs out there. Okay. If your kid's in school for literature or um, you know underwater basket weaving or uh, gender studies or um, liberal arts or whatever, um, I'm sure that it's great. But ultimately, it isn't sort of the real job. That is going that that made this uh, country great. You know, this country is great because it was able to make things at one point and it can't now it can't make anything without China, its greatest competitor on the world stage. So when China decides and it's pretty clear and obvious that they want to do this is that they're going to, you know, increase their soft power to the point that they basically control the whole globe, um, then. You know, basically, the United States will be pushed back into uh, the North American continent. It'll be, you know, Canada, Mexico, and the United States. Where it should be. What's that? Where it should be. I'm not claiming that it shouldn't. Okay. But I am claiming that inside of that, that nature abhors a vacuum. Okay. And that today, the way things are. And and look, I'm not the one who wants to make an argument for a state. I, I, I'm not that kind of guy. But I'm telling you that states exist. Do you claim that they don't? The concept does exist. When the the right. issue isn't the U.S. Will, won't be on top. The issue is China will. Right. That's not the right. I mean, you know, I know we've you've listened to Free Talk Live for a while, and Ian will rail on about the United States being the worst government ever in the world. It's simply because it's simply untrue. It's I'm not simply saying it's untrue. the worst, but the the claim that I'm hearing is that oh my God, we're graduating, you know, liberal arts degrees. Yeah. And China's graduating STEM degrees. You are used to living in a world power, and that is very different than living in, a, I guess, a regular country, whatever you want to call it. Right. And if you live in a regular country, you have to abide by what the regular country wants and what the world powers wants. Okay. Right. But- because there are only three governments right now. There are three states. Those states are sovereign states. The United States, China, and Moscow. Okay. Forget and I should have said Washington, D.C., Beijing, and Moscow. Because, frankly, if you live in Des Moines, you're not the government. You know, it's only the people in Washington, D.C. Right. that are the government. So those three places are the world's city-states. And they control – those are the nation-states. They control everything. So in this in this hypothetical future where China takes over, uh-huh. they're the country that has graduated science, technology, engineering, mathematics. They're the top of the heap as far as real jobs concerned. Yep. And – you want me to defend the United States, who's graduating underwater basket weaving and gender studies, to remain in power? I'm telling you that um, the world is going to be a less pleasant place if the Chinese Communist Party is dictating how things go. And I will use it as an example, Julian Assange. Okay. So Julian Assange was... Um, Basically, you know, let out some papers that made the United States government look bad. Um, this, uh, you know, having to do with uh, uh, private manning and all that stuff where, you know, some journalists were killed by a uh, helicopter. And it's like, oh, dear, dear, the, re- the, the reporters or the, the, the soldiers are in danger because we're reporting things. And it, obviously it's patent nonsense. But 
they, the United States government managed to get Sweden to charge Julian Assange with rape or something like rape. It's like basically saying, um, you know, going into a bar and saying, yeah, young lady, I'm an astronaut, you know. Um, you and know. this is the better of the two choices. Uh, yes, that's okay. right. Uh, that, that's the claim I'm going to make. Okay. And I get that it isn't a pleasant choice. I get that we're stuck here on a cow farm raiding cow patties. Okay. I get that. I'm 100% right. clear. But you do understand that when the bully grabs you by the head and says, pick your cow pie, I'm putting your face in it, he's not saying that you get to pick the place with just nothing but green grass. He's going to pick a cow pie if you don't. Okay. Okay. This is the bully. He's got the back of your head. He's gigantic, and he's going to shove your face in a cow pie. Uh, coming up here. So Julian Assange, uh, the United States government wants him. Now, basically, all of our beliefs in freedom of the press and all that stuff goes out the window. When I say our, I believe that that's what we were taught in civics class. But the you know, the federal government doesn't care anything about that. They want Julian Assange. So Great Britain basically imprisons the, the dude for eight years until they turn him over to the United States, which has been torturing him uh, for the last six months or so. Maybe it's eight months. I don't know exactly. That kind of power that the Washington, D.C. has over London is the same sort of power that Beijing will have over Washington, D.C. in this new, scarier world that I'm talking about. And I'm not saying that I like the idea of all the wonderful things that Washington, D.C. has done. I do not. I consider people in power to be tyrants, but I do understand some tyrants are worse than others. And the way to fix this is for the United States to stop underwater basket weaving and gender studies and graduate more STEM Degrees. I think the way to fix this is for um, Americans of all stripes, but they're just the ones listening to me, to say, hey, look, you have to take responsibility for your life and stop looking to the state to solve it. This country was built by rugged individualists. and Who are going to get taken over it by the Chinese government, sent extradited to China on, on Beijing's command, put up no resistance and no fight because... That's well, not what freedom lovers do. I just don't think that uh, at this point, uh, you know, what, what I see in the future, China isn't going to fight a battle it's going to lose. So, you know, the question is, do you want to see the United States continue to get weaker and weaker? And did you see the movie A Few Good Men? You can't handle the truth. Yeah, long, a couple yeah. times throughout my life. Yes. And in it, um, the the colonel played so well by uh, Jack Nic- Nicholas. Um, Nicholson. Is it Nicholson? I never. I, the I, golfer is Nicholas. Right. That's. I, I get those two confused. And I'm terribly sorry. I'm just not really, really great uh, names. He was played so well because he really did take the position. And I think this is an important position. That look, if you're going to train paid killers that are going to stand on walls to defend our freedom, ultimately some people are going to be harmed in that training, or your training isn't worth anything. And you know, ultimately. I agree with Jack Nicholson. Sure. America well, yeah, you, can't you, handle the truth. People to, to, do you want that position to exist or not? If you don't want it to exist, that's a separate argument. But saying, I want people to act primarily and be snipers, but I want them to also be calm-headed is a ridiculous position. I want... Um, no, a calm sniper is like the best kind of sniper. No, but you don't, you don't want people like, to end up there reading... If you want a sniper, you don't want a dude sitting up there, but like, man, economy and state. Should I really be like... You, if that's the position you want, and I don't think it should be, but if it is, you can't also have things that conflict with that position. Okay. Am I, I in conflict somewhere? With that the position? guy who was doing the cross-examination was. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, they they sh- they showed Tom Hanks's character as the, not Tom Hanks Tom uh, Cruise Tom Cruise's character as the hero in that, and ultimately, to me, he's the problem. Okay, you know, and it's sad. I want more freedom, but you ain't gonna get it out of Beijing. Eight five five four five zero. 3733. It's 855 450 free. Call in and grill Mark the Statist. Free Talk Live. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Free Talk Live. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. As in freedom, something that we don't enjoy enough of in the United States these days. And apparently it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Um, It's going to get worse either way. It's just how bad is it going to get? Right. Well, I would say this is that... uh, would you agree, uh, Richie Rich, that uh, once we get off lockdown, that all our freedoms will not be returned? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. OK, good. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we are on board with that. All, all my goal is here on this show is to hope to turn people's minds towards realizing that human freedom, that human that that liberty is, in fact, the best solution to most problems and I'm willing to talk about the ones that it's not a good solution to. And at one point, I would have thought that that problem was at at one point relatively recently. I'm like, well, you know, if there was a global pandemic, it'd be kind of nice if somebody could shut down air flights uh, from the bad country and could uh, tell people that they couldn't go out or they had to wear masks or a variety of things. Like, that's kind of a a nice little dream of the dictatorial mind that we could somehow stop something from occurring. You could. By completely locking it down. Right? How it, well, that didn't work for China, did it? Oh, uh, how are they doing? Like, are you, do you trust the statistics coming out of China? I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> like, um, I had a conversation with my wife and a similar one with uh, Captain Kickass prior to this show. He's like, because I moved from Hawaii, right? He's like, surely there must be a difference on the island, right, in handling the lockdown procedures because they're isolated. I went, no, because the only way to do it is the total police state, right, where you lock down all comings and goings until you have zero cases. Yeah, I think and that, that doesn't sound like freedom. They probably could have simply stopped air flights. But you know? then, but you got to stop boats, right? You got to stop. Well, there's pro- nobody bringing a boat from the mainland to Hawaii. How do you think products get shipped in, man? It's not all planes. Oh, I see. Um, you're just talking about ships. I'm sorry. I was thinking, when you said boats, I was thinking about pleasure craft. Oh, yeah. No. Um, well, they have cruise ships that, you know. Sure. Depart, what you whatever. can do is you can come up with systems. A longshoreman can spray it down with some kind of uh, disinfectant and uh, then take the product uh, or leave it out in the sun. COVID-19 doesn't deal with the sun very well, but we didn't know and, what it was like back in the... Uh, and one of the, major thi- one of the major kind of hiccups with that is in a free market, you don't... you. Ha- 
the profit and risk are tied together. The state severs, severs that in a lot of cases. So if someone actually owns the airport and was like, hmm, there's the plague in X country. I'm canceling all flights from X country because I don't want the plague in my airport because I'm going to be responsible for like. But you can't just do it from X country because you don't know who has gotten out of that country and is coming in from a different Fine. country. That's what I'm saying is if in this dictatorial I mean, you could, dream. You could cancel all incoming flights. That's I don't what they did in Saipan. That's what I'm saying. I don't have the worst problem with that, especially if somebody actually owns the airport and is making that call. So you're saying only in only in the case of a private airport? Well, I'm talking about a dictator. I don't have the worst problem with it yeah. right now if we were just canceling all international flights. I mean, there are some issues with that that are create. The states created a situation where there is no libertarian answer. Right. And so I'm not going to sit here and spend the most time on which of the non-libertarian answers I should prefer or not. Well, the most effective, this is what we talked about before, the most effective non-libertarian answer is a complete lockdown. No no comings or goings right. at all. And I would make that argument. No, but there's However, a libertarian option for people walking down the street, which is not having a lockdown that there is a libertarian answer there yeah whereas international travel there is not an internet it's not even it's not a libertarian it's national answer. travel it's you know island to island travel but there is a libertarian answer to that which is leave it alone well okay so um the, that would be ineffective i i don't know what would be effective and what wouldn't be effective because we yeah, didn't you don't try anything and the problem is is that a democracy is schizophrenic okay so um this is the the my new uh revelation is that in a world where you had a tyrannical head of state, like the one thing that that state could do is lock down international travel or even national travel. Just stop air flights. Wham! I mean, if you want to build today. a wall between Mass and New Hampshire, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, but the, you know, that's not going to happen because we know what's going to happen. We saw what's going to happen. So either um, come up with a better system for dealing with pandemics that is. In my opinion, less ter- it'd be less tyrannical if people just couldn't take an air flight, right? Like, we're just shutting down the airlines and the cruise ships. That's it. And we're going to pay those uh, those businesses for a month or six weeks or whatever while we... And then we'll just start it back They're up. They're paying so, the airlines anyway, by but, the way, just on a regular day. So it's not that horrible for them. But what happens on the island when there's no travel getting off the island and the pandemic hits? Because... Someone got in prior to that shutdown. That's or what happened. Some food got imported prior to that shutdown. The, the ship showed up prior to all of that. Right. And now no one's allowed to leave. So you just you just wipe out the entire. It's like it's uh, the like economy a leopard, is wiped out a in- leopard. No, not the economy. A leper colony because it's not self-sufficient. Right. The, the economy of the island is not. You're not going to feed everyone on the island, clothe everyone on the island, you know, Support everyone on the island with just the resources. Of Are we the talking island. specifically about the Marianas Islands? Uh, I was specifically talking about the Hawaiian Islands because yeah. well, the Hawaii what, Hawaii isn't international from the U.S. I I that's why I didn't say international flights. You said international flights. I said domestic as well. What are we arguing here? What do you want to know? I don't want to know anything. I'm just saying that the only way to the effective way. All I'm saying here is all I'm saying is is that the state was in charge of the uh, reaction to this test for a pandemic, right? And they failed miserably. Right. And people need to understand that, that that's not only possible, it's likely that the next pandemic that comes through, you really can't count on the government. 
I mean, you can't count on any institutions. Look at these hospitals. They're like crying. Wow, we didn't have enough masks. Seriously? You run a GD hospital and you didn't have six months worth of masks? I mean, I have... Right in my house, right now, six uh, six weeks worth of food. And by the way, that's with canceling medical care to everyone else. And basically, the places are empty. So you're not using masks that you would have been using for people who actually need medical care right now for for the pretend corona patients. Well, right. okay. to, so to do have you the expect masks. the hospitals to have like a warehouse full of masks? Then? Yes. Why? I have a small amount of food to be prepared for uh, some kind of problem. Clearly, they had supply chain problems, right? Right now, I'm running around with uh, a mask made of uh, fabric from uh, Joanne's Fabrics. Yeah, uh, I can't buy a mask. Right, but prior to that, there was no supply chain problem. Yes, there was. See, no, that's we just not didn't see true. It. What are you talking about? They had no trouble getting masks months. before like, there was a before the, everyone had a run on masks. Well, yeah, if you don't need something and don't go to the store to see if it's empty, that doesn't mean that there's not a supply chain problem. It means you just didn't buy it that day. You have a master's, right? Yeah. What's it in? Uh, business administration. Business administration, huh? So supply chains so are something you understand, right? No, I, yeah, I understand. What's that? So you've heard of on-time inventory then? Yeah, just in yeah, time. Yeah, that's in, a problem. That's time. a structural problem. It's but... not a problem. When yes, yes it, are is. it is. The hospitals didn't have any masks. That's like saying my security guard's a great employee as long on days we don't get robbed. Like, what the hell is that supposed yeah. to mean? It means they get delivery when they need it. And then there was a supply chain disruption no, caused by the pandemic. A probable, almost certain uh, supply chain disruption. Will there be another pandemic? Or another anything. Like, at some point, something will happen. It's like building a nuclear power plant on top of a fault and being like, well, there's right. not an earthquake right now, so, it so was, this is a good place for it was, this. It was masks and toilet paper. Well, right? masks. I mean, food, people didn't need toilet and, paper. Uh, lots right. of stuff. So now you're saying that everyone needs to have a room in their house, the individual... With six months' supply of food because you can't count on the normal operation of the food supply chain? I think well, you Americans... can't count on the normal operation because the normal operation of the supply chain is psychotic. I no, think it's, that it's, it's a... very efficient when things are normal. I don't think okay, you need so room... when it's not being tested, it passes. Yeah. No. 99% of the when time. When there's not a test, passes. I don't get an F. <laughs> on days with no quizzes, I don't get a zero. No. If it operates perfectly fine in 99% of the time, no. you can't say that it's not a good system. It's a bad yes, system. Yes, I can. For 99% a lot of, systems, of time actually, first of all. If, you can't handle, if your institution can't handle a crisis, then your institution deserves to fail. Like, end of story. And yeah. the hospitals are getting bailed out. I wouldn't agree with that. Well, it's true. Free Talk Live. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-453 here on Free Talk Live. I just watched a video today from Bitcoin.com where Roger Veer, the CEO of Bitcoin.com, claims that uh, SaveItPurse.com, which Free Talk Live has had a long relationship with, will continue to be open. So um, I don't know if Bitcoin.com or Bitcoin Cash or somebody got involved and did something to save them, but they were claiming they were going to be closed and now they're not. So you, if you have an account at SaveItPurse.com, you should be in good shape. If you don't have an account at uh, SaveItPurse.com, you can go and create one right now, SaveItPurse.com. And the advantage to that is, is that 
you can uh, save like 20% on everything that you buy from Amazon. And Richie, you just bought some toilet paper on Amazon, right? I bought it a while ago and it got delivered just fine. So I don't, you know. So you got toilet paper. Delivered. I have it. Yeah. Good, good shape. Not a problem. Can't, can't, can't argue with that. Um, but there you go. It's, uh, well, I guess uh, saveitpurse.com and thanks to bitcoin.com for whatever intervention might have occurred there. Let's go to the phones. We got Joe in northern Michigan listening to WKHM. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. I just had a comment to add to what you're talking about. One little aspect there, the face map. Uh, that was a very good comment one of you made about that, you know, what, where did they didn't have any, they weren't doing any regular surgeries or anything like that once they shut everything down. But I read on YouTube, which I don't necessarily believe everything I read, but it was a pretty reputable site that said back in the George W. Bush administration, the department that does procuring like that for the government tried to award a contract for 50 million face masks to you know put in supply for something like this. It didn't happen through that administration. It just got uh, the, the uh, contract let to a company in California, if I remember everything correct, in the Obama administration, and that contract got released like in December. So this is just one more inept government thing. You can't trust them for things like this because they took two administrations to not provide the masks that we desperately needed now, if you believe that we desperately needed them. But well, whether we need them or thing. not, like why is it the United States federal government's job to supply masks to the hospitals, to the three hospitals in Manchester, I, New Hampshire? I agree. Like, that doesn't make any like, sense. It's kind of like how uh, uh, the, the governor in New York was told back eight, ten years ago, whatever it was, that he was going to need 15,000 ventilators, which they ended up not really needing, but they were told they should have them on hand. And instead of spending the $500 million, they spent a lot of money on things like trying to start a, uh, you know, a windmill or light bulb. Yeah, whatever the heck they're know, doing over there. Fiddling yeah, around. Those, those all failed, but in the interim... They don't have masks, United- and they don't have ventilators. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Joe. Um, uh, just, uh, yeah, thank you for the call. Uh, Melanie, I have an answer to that. Um, why do people, uh, why should a business, why do people trust the government to solve their problems when clearly and obviously the government uh, fails well, at solving I wasn't problems. asking why should they trust them. It was like, like, why is that their job? Like, this is not... Whose job? The Fed, this is not the, the Fed's job. job. Clearly it is not the Fed's job. However... Would you agree that government has inserted itself at all levels of our lives and has most of us uh, to the point that basically we presume that they're going to take care of problems? The average person does. That might be less true in New Hampshire, but yeah. And, um, you know, although I do believe that hospitals should be responsible for keeping masks, I am unsurprised that, um, you know, normal people, government school educated people believe um, who run hospitals believe that the government is going to have some kind of national supply of masks like it does oil or anything like that and then presumably when they have need they'll be able to draw upon that and so they were expecting a warehouse right. full turns out it's not there <laughs> because ladies and gentlemen when you rely on the government oftentimes you will be disappointed i mean look at there there are people right now right 
now in America that are expecting certain pensions that are not getting their full pension. Well, what happened to them? They were counting on, you know, their their uh, in many cases, the government pensions um, to pay in full. And they're not. So at what point do you cut? Do you just cut the line on that then? What do you mean? Well, at some point, someone's going to get hurt when that happens. Yeah. Right. Every like Social Security is the other big one. Like, oh, well, you know, what happens when we run out of Social Security? You know, this generation's not going to get it. Well, we can't stop the Social Security administration now because there's people that count on that. So someone's going to get hurt, either them or the next generation or the current generation. At what point do you say, like, it's a failed system? So, so sorry that you counted on it. There's not going to be any for you. You're the ones going to take my answer. I for a while I've always had this. If you can't just dissolve the whole thing, which doesn't seem to be on the table, you have this phasing out. It's like okay, people, you and you announce to people like, all right, um, forty years old and younger, you're not going to see this. So uh, maybe make some life plans. That's Social Security. Yeah. You know, fifty to but pay into it because you got to support. That generation. doesn't even make any sense because. I would, I would even, I would, if I could like agree to this, I'd be like, okay, fine. I'll continue to pay the seven or 14% in my case. I'll continue to pay the 14% if you just like quit the stupidity. But it's not a, it's not an entity. It's a program. Like saying social security is insolvent is like saying my light bill is insolvent. It doesn't mean anything. I can be insolvent. But it's not like, oh, well, I don't have any light bill money. We can like, get that, to Social Security here uh, shortly. Let's go to the callers. We've got the professor calling from WNIS in Virginia. Professor, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, this is the professor. Uh, first of all, I have uh, two or three uh, items to discuss. First of all, i like to say that mankind can go about their imaginations and go to and fro. But what is happening here with this, all that's happening in the earth, this, the Bible is fulfilling. This is this, the Bible will be fulfilled. What kind of professor so, are you? Like I'm divinity? I'm a professor. I profess God. Okay. I profess God. Okay. So then the second point I want to make is that, is that uh, concerning these masks, they had an item in the news uh, earlier that uh, uh, a person crashed into a telephone pole and and the uh, officer said that he lacked oxygen and having a mask on his face. So the source for that is Infowars.com, by the way. Yeah, I've seen like, that article. Okay. Absolute horse crap. Yes, sir. Okay, and then the third thing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really mystified about all the Americans is a country known for, 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 for litigation and lawyers. Why, why, why are the lawyers so silent about all this in, intrusion into our rights? I don't even know one lawyer. There there are lawyers fighting this, though. Thank you for the call, Prof. Appreciate it. There are, uh, I think it will be some very interesting lawsuits that come out of this. But again, I do not think, um, and I'm using the, I'm using prohibition and 9-11 as my, uh, you know, proofs for my thesis. I do not think we will have the same amount of rights when we walk out as we do when we walked in. Can you file a class action lawsuit against your state? In this case, probably not. But you, you would have, file, have standing. You would. You could well, file an individual harmed. suit. I don't know that they've waived immunity for class action suits. I haven't looked into it either. Okay. How would you? Okay. So I'm, I'm generally curious. How would you file an individual suit for economic harm against the state if your business got shut down? Well, you wouldn't be able to file a suit for economic harm. You'd have to file a suit for civil rights violations. Okay. 
and you would have to file an attorney who specializes, or hire an attorney who specializes in 1983 or 1984 cases. Let's go to Mike calling in from Virginia Beach. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, yes, this is Mike. Um, I would just like to say, if the last caller is a professor, I'd like to introduce myself as the, a, the president of the United States. I am intergalactic space king. Go ahead, <laughs> sir. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know if you all have heard of the updated statistics for coronavirus. Uh, they keep coming. I, I don't know if I believe any of them, but go ahead. Well, this one was done by a group of doctors that were based in California. They're all viral specialists. And the, the important part of this study is that, as we all know, the models that they had projected were ridiculous. They were way up, way off. Right. You got to spit so, it out uh, here, President. Um, I've got uh, just a little bit of time left. The new statistics uh, show, based on the actual numbers and the actual facts, that the possibility of someone dying from the coronavirus is 0.0033%. Jeez, that's, uh, that's, that's a lot lower than what I've seen. but uh, About what they always said. Number, num- I would like to see some numbers like that, but uh, I've always seen 0.1%. Nonetheless, which just makes it as, as deadly as the flu. Thank you for the call, Mike. I do, I do appreciate it. Um, free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Ward. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. Porcupinerealestate.com. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Kicking off another hour of Free Talk Live. The final hour, and you can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about because it's free talk live, and you're free to call in and talk live right here on the airwaves. We are live 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, seven days a week. Somebody is in here doing free talk live. Now, it's not always me in the uh, the, the first chair. My name is Mark. Richie Rich. And Melanie. It's because it's Sunday. Y'all are in, and you're the Sunday crew, and have been for some time, right? Like, Melanie, you took a little time off to have a baby. How is little Lysander? Um, he is great. He's standing up. Um, he can't get back down from standing up, so then he just screams, and we have to put him down. He can say, Dad. That's a good thing. Yeah. It's nice to be able to kiss butt with parents. <laughs> They're the ones who take care of you. Yeah, I was a big day when uh, Jack could say "mama" the first time. So, well, he so. can't say "mom." He, I'm always there, so he doesn't have to ask for me. Right, <laughs> Bob's always gone, so he has to ask for him. So yes. he learned how to do that. Yeah, it, well, there you go. Uh, I mean, those are the first three words that my son learned, which was uh, "mama," "dada," 
and honey. And that's the dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, interesting. <laughs> Who's he got a date with all of a sudden? <laughs> yep, that was uh, that was his word. He could kind of say, uh-uh. I'm not sure if that's real or if I'm imagining that. But, like, I feel like he could say, uh-uh. Yeah. That's exciting times. Things change very quickly at that uh, at that time frame. How old is he? It's almost eight months. He'll be eight months in a couple of days. All right. So apparently, um, I, I don't even know why, but what you've told me, Richie Rich, is that Russia is selling citizenship. Sure. That's one way to say it. Yeah. Go ahead. Putin signs a law allowing foreigners to become Russian without giving up existing citizenship. Okay. Now that's important. The United States will tell you that you have to give up foreign citizenships, um, but they really don't enforce it. Okay. They really kind of can't, because if the UK is like, I still consider you UK, the US can't. I mean, they can, but can they really be, well, I I decide what the UK thinks. Like, yeah. So we'll get into it, but that's one of the questions I had. Like, if I become a Russian, am I stuck being a Russian too? Like, will and then they if let you vote, out? then you, you'll be a Russian influencing the U.S. election. There you go. And I don't vote, so it won't even matter. <laughs> Just weeks after being introduced to Parliament, a new law simplifying the naturalization process has been signed by the president of Russia. On Friday, President Vladimir Putin put pen to paper to revolutionize the country's citizenship laws. From July onward, foreigners living in Russia will be able to co- become citizens of the country without giving up their existing passport. Uh, although rumors, and this seems to be a thing is having two passports, and people really want to have more than one passport, right? Because there's certain places that you're not allowed to go with the United States passport, and if you want to go there, well, hold on. Um, so when you say not allowed to go, what do you mean? Uh, that if you have the existing passport, they don't let you travel there. Well, you need to get a visa to okay. go there, and in many cases, visas are as simple as writing a uh, you know writing on a website saying I want to go. So China, for instance, people say there's not visa-free ch- travel to China. Well, there kind of is. Okay. You know, I mean, it's it, it's not visa-free, but there's travel to China. I mean, uh, as I understood it, now, I didn't have the opportunity to do this because my plane, my train ticket didn't work this way. But I went to the stop uh, before China in Hong Kong. Right. And uh, I basically, as I understand it, all you had to do was walk up there, slap down some money for a travel visa, and I could have gone in. Okay. Now, my I couldn't go in because of my train ticket. I couldn't get past the little thing, but they said, that's what they said at the information booth, that all you have to do is go in there and do that. And so I could have bought a ticket right there to walk through the little turnstiles to go check it out, but it's like, eh, it's going to be late afternoon, I'm cheap, I don't want to do it. So if your country has travel restrictions to another country that you yep. would like to go, having the secondary passport that allows you to travel to the country you wish to go, free and clear, is beneficial. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's uh, also always good to have a backup country. I don't know if Russia's it, though. I mean, but if that's all you can get. <laughs> Although rumors of change have been floating around for months, the law was rapidly adopted in April, with the legislation being introduced, voted on, and signed within the space of just 17 days. That's pretty fast. Right. So that sounds like COVID-19 legislation there. Could have been. <laughs> we need to generate some income. In February, daily newspaper Commonsant reported that the procedure for accepting foreigners for citizenship of the Russian Federation will be significantly simplified with the aim of attracting up to 10 million new citizens. Uh, before its introduction to Parliament, Russian MP Konstantin Zatulin called the idea correct, long overdue, and consistent with common sense. 
noting that the new legislation will allow a diaspora born abroad to be to more easily obtain Russian citizenship. The legislation also eases up the requirements for people with a Russian spouse. For example, if a foreigner is married to a Russian and they have a children together, the necessity of a five-year residency is reduced to three, and the need to prove a legal source of income has been scrapped. Uh, citizens of Moldova, Ukraine, Belarus, and Kazakhstan have had the process to Russian citizenship made even more relaxed, with the entire residence requirement being altogether removed. So they just have to go up and say, I want to be a citizen. Absolutely. Seems that way according to the article, which okay. Russia Today is the source, uh, RT.com, so take that, you know. With whatever grain of salt, probably true. Do. I mean, yeah. in that circumstance, um, what do you think the advantage to this might be? I mean, I think it's interesting. That's the thing. I don't know what the advantage would be to me or or a United States citizen, unless you're, you know, unless you have a connection to Russia or you're trying to get out or trying to get there for whatever reason. You, I have. mean, or if you catch a uh, warrant in the U.S., you might want to get on a plane. Oh God, you could perhaps. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is a backup country. It's not the best one, but. Yeah, I don't think. And I mean, there, it's not just for U.S. citizens. So if right. Russia might be better than wherever you are. And I would think that if you were stacking up, uh, like if you, uh, c- clearly most of the people listening to me have a U.S. passport or are eligible for one, right? And I would think that the Russian passport would be a nice complement to that passport. Presumably, the places that you need a visa. Um, to get into with a U.S. passport, you could get into without one with a Russian passport. Right. I don't know the answer to that question, yeah. but apparently they've just made getting a uh, Russian passport and citizenship uh, quite a bit or easier. Maybe you want to go to some place that the U.S. is messing with and you don't want to flash your U.S. passport on the way in. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of Americans that go abroad and claim to be Canadian. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, now but at you the can border, you have to show else. your U.S. passport, and then you tell everyone there you're Canadian. Right. <laughs> I'm from really close in Canada. There was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> now I've never done that. Um, I wouldn't do it. I mean, you know, I I am not my government, and anybody simple enough to believe that somehow I am responsible for what happens in Washington D.C. doesn't understand our country, and frankly, doesn't understand theirs. You know, the question that I would ask them is: is I would, oh yeah, well. Um, w- w- what kind of power do you have over Kuala Lumpur or whatever? And when they're like, none, I'm like, that's the kind of power I have over Washington, D.C. But you get to vote. So what? If you get to exercise your rights and power. I can vote, but my vote has been uh, meaningless uh, for president, at the very least, every time I voted. There hasn't been a single time that the presidency has been decided by the state I was in and my one single vote in that state. So... You know, the outcomes were always going to be exactly the same as they were, even though I voted or didn't vote in depending on the election that had occurred. Because there's been elections and I voted in some and not voted in others. This is the reason that I say the voting is inconsequential because it's inconsequential, at least in the presidency. So um, what does it appear that one has to do if uh, for, uh, say, an American to become a Russian citizen? Uh, you not have that I'm going to do this. Either have a Russian spouse I don't. Or or you have to be living in Russia. Okay. So it's 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 you know it's easier to get one, but it's still specific. How you long do I have in, to live in Russia? Uh, I think it said the re, the requirement. Well, the marriage oh. requirement was down from five year residency to three. I don't think it said anything about uh, how long you have to be there specifically as an individual. So I have to marry one of their Russian women. That's one way, but the it it just said the the requirements have been lessened. I see. I'll try. To, I'll, give me a second. I'll try to find what it exactly says. 
I always am brought back to the uh, the, the gal from Fifth Element. Um, there was this military gal who came in uh, to try to get the main character, whose name I don't remember, uh, Corbin. Um, Corbin Dallas. Multipass. Yeah, yeah multipass. Um, he trying to get him to go on this mission, right? She was a tough broad, that yep. gal. Yeah. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The number, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's free as in freedom here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Richard Rich. And Melanie. And that number in this whole show is basically brought to you by the amplifiers. People who have decided that they're willing to give... Well, a different different amounts. We ask for $5 a month um, to support Free Talk Live and our mission to bring uh, the power to speak freely on the airwaves. Uh, and a uh, group of people willing to take the position of freedom in American radio where people just aren't doing that. So uh, yeah, people like Loring, uh, Loring here, um, I actually know his last name, I was about to say it. <laughs> but we what our policy is is that we only say what you enter into the amplifier program as your name so thank you to Loring who is a platinum amplifier nice that's one of the big ones at $25 a month so thank you Loring and thank you all amplifiers again we only ask for five but uh, you know good folks like Loring keep us going so um, we were I, apparently, um, not only talking about Corona and the threat that China uh, exists to the United States and its position in the world, and uh, Russian citizenship is apparently a lot easier now, but Trump is threatening the post office if they don't do as he wishes. And, you know, I got to say, this is one of the things that kind of bugged me about um, the whole Trump becoming president. Uh, admittedly, I like that Neil Gorsuch, and to some extent, Brett Kavanaugh, not the best, but to some extent, Brett Kavanaugh, um, were appointed by Donald Trump. But that's mostly where my favor tends to end. I I mean, the guy is amusing. He doesn't seem to want to fight too much. I like that. But uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, So what's he trying to get the post office to do? Bizarrely, he's withholding funds from the post office unless they charge Amazon more for shipping. Why is that bizarre? Because that's a weird reason to withhold funds. No, like it's you, not. You're like punishing one company. If I have a kid and they're like, they have my car and, and they're like selling rides for less than what the gas costs, I might be like, okay, you stop it. But it's not across the board. Charge more. It's one. Spe- it's like charge charge that one kid more. Right for the ride, like Susie can well, ride for the same di- price. Because you're giving that one kid a deal, probably. Tommy Amazon has, has to pay deals more. with the post office. Though. Let's go ahead. Let's hear uh, the article. President Donald Trump said Friday that he won't approve a ten billion dollar loan for the U.S. Postal Service unless the agency raises charges for Amazon and other big shippers to four or five times. And the other big rate. shippers. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh, so I have a problem with the post office as it exists currently. It is an ad venue, right? I mean, most of the things that I get from the post office are 
crap that I didn't ask for. Since the lockdown, I haven't been getting uh, junk mail, and so I don't know if the mail came yet or not. <laughs> but and, could you not avoid that by not putting up a mailbox? Well, um, I could tear down the mailbox in the house that I bought, if that's yeah. what you're asking me. Sure. Um, and that would prevent some mail. But I mean, I need some of the mail to be delivered. Okay. I, I need to know about my oil, you know, okay. um, my heating oil. And I need to know about uh, electricity and things like right. that. So, so when I made the move to New Hampshire, I did not officially update the post office with yep. my new mailing address. Right. The the mail that I wanted to get, I told those companies, yep. hey, you should probably send your stuff here now. Yep. And then that's it. So the only junk mail that I get is the the you know the regular stuff addressed to like current resident or person at this address. Well, I, yeah, I, don't, like, I don't get junk mail like to me personally. I just get like junk mail. So I could... Buy a mailbox right. someplace. And I have right. one, actually. Okay. And um, I could have the letters I want sent there. But I'm trying to keep a level of anonymity. There has never been a letter go to the house that I'm at at this moment that has my name on it. Okay. Not once. So there's been letters to other people's names. And, um, you know, in some cases I've opened those letters because they're actually to me or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, I still get the resident and all that other stuff. Yeah. So... Yeah. But if you didn't have a mailbox, like if I didn't have the mailbox at my apartment. I lived for 15 years without a mailbox. I'm okay. familiar with that process. Yeah. And um, what it meant that I, I had to pay for a private mailbox, and I did that. But, you know, I mean. It's, not worth it? I, I, I think that, you know, it has its ups and downs. It's not like it's going to solve the problem. People still want to know where you live. And I'll tell you what, they will not do business with you if you do not tell them where you live. So you either have to be prepared to tell them something else. Or you'd be prepared to give them your, uh, you know, re- the residence where you live. Okay. So, you know, if you're prepared to tell them something else, then that's fine. But I wasn't prepared to tell them that. What I was prepared to tell them is, is I'm not prepared to tell you that. And that just shuts down all the conversation. And it makes them immediately more suspicious. And you, it used to be that you could give a private mailbox like uh, Free Talk Live's mailbox is 63 Emerald Street here in Keene, New Hampshire. If you go there and you attempt to uh, you know, communicate with Free Talk Live, as people have, <laughs> you're going to be sorely disappointed. You're going to be looking in between the shipping shack and the CPA's office for where we are. And we're not there because we're in the shipping shack in a little hole that's about six inches by six inches where letters come. And... Um, you know, <laughs> people have tried. I mean, multiple times. I mean, not just one person. Hey, we're at the how, would, how would you know that? Like, if somebody called you and admitted to that, how would you know that? Well, that's how. <laughs> we tried to come by to Free Talk Live and it's just a mailbox. And the people at the, ma- the shipping shack are like, somebody was by for to find you today. <laughs> you know, so there's the two ways that I so found out. walked into a place called Shipping Shack. Right. So if a half a dozen people have gone to the okay. Shipping Shack uh, looking for me in either, I've found it in a variety of ways. How many people have gone, and we know it, how many people have gone and, and said, oh my God, this is a Shipping Shack. And that would be the intelligent thing to do and then just leave. Right. So how many people have done that? And my presumption is, is multiples beyond um you know the uh the ones that have we've been reported on or stake out the shipping shack covertly and follow mark back to wherever it is he ends up after going to shipping shack the news for them i never go (laughs) (laughs) well whomever uh the post the postal service is a joke 
because they're handling they're handing out packages for Amazon and other internet companies, and every time they bring a package, they lose money on it, Trump told reporters in the Oval Office. The president was responding to a question about reports his administration plans to force major changes in postal operations as the price for approving a $10 billion loan that was included in the government's $2 trillion economic rescue package. I would, if I was, you know, the president, I'd ring up Jeff Bezos, whom he is enemies with. <laughs> I'd say, hey, how can we make this organization more efficient? Or I'd ring up uh, FedEx or UPS or something. Like, they have the nuts and bolts of a really great shipping company, and somehow they managed to keep on messing it up. And to some extent, the United States government requires the post office to do ridiculous things. It makes it difficult for them to compete. But at the same time, they've got a monopoly on first-class mail. Which is way too cheap, right. as it is. You know, I mean, you know, right now the president could be doing his, you know, his weekly, his uh, evening-long song and dance that says, write grandma a letter, right? And uh, get the kids of America to write grandma a letter. They were trying to get people to buy stamps, first the, the, the forever stamps, Wait, in advance. They were trying to get yes. people? I thought people were doing that on their own. Well, they were basically a currency. Yeah. But yes, they were trying to get people to buy ahead. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE as in Free Talk Live. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. Looks like we got quite a few people uh, lined up here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Richie Rich. And Melanie. Oh, let's jump right in. I'm going to try... On the amp-only call-in line on Discord, I'm going to try Horn Solo. I'm taking a bit of a chance here because I don't know. I didn't test this microphone with him. I tested the last one. Horn, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, can you hear me okay now? I got you. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, um, this is a studio mic. The other was a crappy headset, so this should sound better. Um, Okay, so... What I wanted to do is just discuss a little bit the difference in numbers between coronavirus and influenza. Um, So you've referred to the, uh, what is it, 0.1% that's the case rate fatality for the flu. Um, Yep. So, and what we're seeing now with the serological uh, surveys for coronavirus is the number is looking like, 0.5, Point five, I think. I've um, heard that number too. California. Yeah, but one thing to 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 realize there's there's two numbers that we're dealing with here. Uh, the CFR, which is the point one percent, is the case fatality rate. Okay. Um, the number that we're going to be getting with these serological surveys for the corona, the IFR, which is the infection uh, fatality rate. Okay. So. The number, the, for just I'm not an epi- epidemiologist or anything like that, but the number that I understand that is the infectious or the infection fatality rate for the is actually 0.04% or somewhere. 
So that's for Corona. Apples, that's or COVID? for influenza. Influenza. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, one of the sorry, problems for- with influenza is, is that they guess the number of people who had it. Yeah, and- I didn't go to the doctor that year I had the flu. I was just like, I hope I don't die. I'm staying home. Right. So they guess the number of people who had it and they guess the number of people who have died. So, um, you know, in many cases, they don't even know what the person died of. They're just saying the flu. And that makes things very difficult when saying how good or bad the flu is. But either way, point five, I'll, I'll roll those dice any day. Like, And uh, really, yeah. those numbers aren't. Point five for you. Those are across the spectrum of human beings, and everybody has their, you know, the things that make them more or less likely to catch. Because apparently, a lot of people, because they just had a study that came out of L.A. where they just went around the streets of L.A. and gave people tests, and twenty-two to fifty-five times the number of people, this projection from the study, have corona as what they thought in Los Angeles. And now, admittedly, that's not the it's it's not the single best way to test, but 22 to 55 times the number of people having it drives the death rate way down. Right. And that's why it's it's looking like it's more like 0.5 versus the the three percent or whatever the initial World Health. Well, that's what they started with China. And World Health yeah. Organization yeah. Uh, or China, as you, but you repeat yourself, you know, I mean, you know, so one of right. the things I one of the so, reasons I believe we had this total lockdown is because China said this disease kills three to five percent of the people who catch it. And that's a pretty scary number. And that's getting into yeah. the threshold where you're like, well, maybe we should do a lockdown. Turns or out if you know we did that a lockdown and we didn't have any numbers anywhere near that because the Chinese were lying because the Chinese lie. Even if that number was yeah. accurate, you still don't need the lockdown. You just go like, you know what, for three to five percent, I'm not going to go out anymore. Sorry. I'm calling in COVID to work. I'm not I'm going calling to in COVID. Yes, that's and that's absolutely something that somebody could do. Yeah. Uh, I've got so many people on the line. Horn, do you have anything else? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say because of those numbers, there is a difference between flu, what you're stating for flu and coronavirus. And if we yeah, need the 60%. difference is we know a little more about the flu than we do about Corona well, at this point. So, but, right. point <laughs> but my understanding from what you from what you said just now is 0.5 is the highest fatality rate that anybody is reporting. Is that correct? Uh, the, yeah, that's with the antibody tests, which more truthful, more of an idea of what's actually happening versus active testing that they're doing. Um, but still, as 0.5 versus the flu, which is 0.04 if you're going for the same number. The numbers I've seen it, for the flu are 0.1. Right. That's the CFR. The IFR is, is estimate. That's people who well, you are can't compare the IFR to the, uh, the CFR and then come up with uh, you know fair numbers. I mean, we have to go apples to apples, and, and we don't have apples for one um, at this point. I, I think it's very uh, preliminary right. to come up with it. But I do agree with you that Corona is possibly more dangerous than the flu. But if it was a bad case of the flu, then the uh, flu numbers go up. Is it? Does it? Well, how is it compared to the nineteen flu of nineteen eighteen? Right. I, yeah. I mean, that that was bad. But um, the, what I was going to say is if you need 60 percent for herd immunity um, and the the IFR is 0.5, then you're still going to look at a million people to make that happen. In the United I mean, States or worldwide? We, in the United States. Okay. As long as we all know that that's what we're I don't know, think it's going to be 0.5, frankly. I mean, I really don't. Yeah, but, that might be the case. But right now, that's that's what it is. Yeah. So if and I'm sorry to say this. um, Thank you for the call horn. Um, If America I mean, how many people were going to die in America in 2020 anyway? 
And I believe the number was 800,000. Okay. Well, if Corona takes out 800,000 people who are going to die anyway, and then another 200,000, well, numbers aren't that, like, okay. I'm with you. To me, it's like insignificant. 800,000 people, people are going to die, gonna die of not, people aren't going to not die of other causes because we have corona. Uh, I actually I think that that might be um, that that might not be necessarily true. So if you've got um you know there's say you know you're going to die of diabetes or you're going to die of um you know Co- cancer corona or whatever. Corona is hitting nursing homes pretty hard. Right. People I mean, who are like already on okay, hospice. Okay, so those care. are the people who are okay. So there is overlap there. Right. right. Let's go to the phones. Who's been on here the longest? Pat in Michigan, WTKG. You're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Can you hear me all right? Yep. Got the radio Melody's down low enough? Yep. yep. All right. Melanie, good evening to you too, my dear. Hey. Um, I'm, I, well, I, I have many marbles rolling on my roulette wheel right now. Pick uh, one. We got, uh, we got the, the drones that what i guess 21 states have bought from china and they're going to be probably reporting their intelligence back to the uh, chicom that could never happen brains are from that could never well, happen new jersey's already bragging on them i heard i heard from the oh, governor yeah. himself uh, clearly but, the uh, united states government has already been guilty of uh, having modem companies run their routers and modems through um, you know certain processes so that they have to so they have a back door to millions of modems there was the whole huawei oh, we're, yeah we're, we're, scandal we've been prostituting ourselves for generations yep. here and so if, but, if uh, the presumption that china won't do it is obviously uh, uh naive yeah yeah exactly the enemy of my enemy is not my friend no no uh, so the ban all that, Chinese uh, imports of all Chinese goods, then? I wouldn't say that, but right. I would say that uh, you probably shouldn't have your law enforcement agencies buying their drones directly from China. Just guessing. Yeah, that's really would silly. You permi- would, would you permit me another thought? Yeah, go right ahead. You're going to have right. it anyway. Back in, uh, I, I believe it was the end of February, there was a uh, sulfur plume come that came from China around the Wuhan province. And all right. Was so big it could be seen from space. All right, I'll take your word for it. I don't know that. Know nothing of this sulfur plume. Well, the and the thing is, is this was caused by body burning. This is the only way that much sulfur oxide could be put into one place at one time. All those Hong Kong protests. Shortly after that, shortly after that, there was a two hundred. But no, I think I don't want to exaggerate the number. I'm trying to be accurate here. I think it was twenty million. It might have been two hundred million cell phone users that were certain. Uh, suddenly unavailable for service. I don't so, know. Uh, um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be the one uh, to, uh, this, to get, this, this, but this I was not too far from there at that time. I was, uh, um, you know, I, I was a, if you could see it from space, I should have been able to see something of this cloud um, at that time. I was over in the Commonwealth of Northern Mariana Islands. I didn't notice it, but uh, I'd be interested in checking out. Thank you for the call, Pat. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom here on Free Talk Live. Talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. 
final segment. I guess that's just sort of generally the branding of the show, right? Like, that's what we do here at Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you, Richie Rich. And Melanie. Let's go right to the phones. Uh, we got Robert calling in from Virginia Beach. Listen on hello. WNIS. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, hello. How y'all doing today? All's well. Good, good. Uh, I, I went to a call about the, I uh, was listening to your voting and communism um, and, and being a Russian and whatnot, and that was subpar of my uh, conversation. I do apologize. Um, but I did. it seems like the coronavirus is a... Did you call in earlier this uh, evening? I'm yeah. sorry. No, I have not. No, okay. Have not. Okay, go I ahead. I started listening on the way home. I do listen to WNIS. So okay. Awesome. Big um, old station. But, uh, yes. Uh, but I, I would like to point a couple of uh, mis- uh, There's a lot of misconceptions out there, and I really uh, – it's a, it's not a health issue. I don't think as much as it is a political issue, and I'll state why. Um, of course, the governors and the uh, mandates are guidelines of what can be opened and what cannot be opened. Um, I find it kind of interesting how uh, food places, um, particularly Targets, your Walmarts, this in nature, they can be open. Right. People come in, they go into shopping, and Walmarts, supermarkets are very large, and we can all walk around and do our shopping, but we can't have clothing stores open. We can't have the malls open. We can't have movie theaters that are open. Well, there's just as many people. It's nothing to do with our health and safety. But now, Walmart can sell everything clothes. Everything would be shut down. Everything would be shut down. Of course. not. Yeah, it's it's clearly. It's I don't know what it is. Uh, I think it's just it a charade. Control. Yeah, it has to do with our political control. The governors love this socialistic control of our economy, and it's ruining this country. It's ruining our state, and that's the problem. It has nothing to do with our health. The the, the statistics that you're t- talking about of the percentages of people dying, whatever the the point five or even the eight to five percent to get it. I have another sign on ninety five percent people that are not getting it. Like, I'm, I'm more likely to die in the car on the way to get a haircut than I am to die from Thank Corona you. from getting a haircut. Thank you. And on top of that, it's our life. It's our freedom, our liberty. Now, if we're all going to die someday, it's not our control. So let be live our lives, live our country, and open it up again. And let our if, – if hospitals are there, people are there, if you get sick, you go to the hospital. That's how it works. Now, if you die, it's unfortunate. I, I'm not all four people dying. I'm it's unfortunate, tragic. but it's going to happen. Like, life. there's two facts right. here. Why do you hate old people? Because <laughs> they messed everything up. Because they should have had savings and be retired and isolate those or quarantine themselves and they could just order in. But they decided not to do that. And if they didn't, they didn't. They died. That's fine. I mean, whatever. If you're sick, don't go out in public for one. Two, if you are sick, go to the hospital, get treated. Okay? Don't shut everything down because people can't make up their minds and can't do things right. All right, that that's number one. It's nothing to do with our health. It's about political control, and that's what people are sick and tired of. They want to live in liberty. They want to live in the country of their right to live and work and breathe and be that way. This well, is not Venezuela. This isn't Russia. We have liberty. But we some people freedom. want Don't the liberty. Soon, it's going to be China. Some people want the liberty to keep people at home, and that's really that's not a liberty. That's not a liberty. No, it's that's not. an infringement. That's not, that's I don't know if it's socialism, it's authoritarianism. Um, I mean, well, okay, same, same thing. It all—it's all the same line of, of government control. It all comes together. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so don't give me this line that we're care. Our, our governor, especially, is a doctor, blackface, Northam. Um, he, he, oh, we care about the health and welfare of our citizens. Excuse me. Your job is not to care about my welfare. Your job is to run a state and the services that it provides for us people. 
don't care about my health and welfare because you never cared about it before. So, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm I'm sure you're not familiar with the uh, New Hampshire governor because you don't live in New Hampshire, but uh, Governor Christopher Sununu in New Hampshire, his explicitly stated reason for not lifting the restrictions in is because he doesn't want people coming from mass. Now, this is the same individual who signed the consent decree to have people imported from Somalia as refugees into New Hampshire. So that's okay, but we will just all die if people come from Mass to New Hampshire. So, he, yeah, that's so Massachusetts a, is what you mean. Not yeah, because I can't, pro- I can't pronounce Catholics. that. <laughs> so I just call it the Mass. Yeah, so that's a completely inconsistent position, but that's what he's you know trying to sell. Well, it's no surprise, Robert. Thank you. Well, for what's the, call. the infection rate it. in Somalia? Maybe it's safe to come from. I there. don't know. They don't have. Well, anything there because it's Somalia. If the concern is is about disease, though, you don't want to be importing not, people from the third is it, world. Is it this disease that it's bad to die from? I mean, I didn't. Uh, you know, before that, uh, you know, if you're going to let people come on mass, now look, I'm no um, advocate of governments, uh, you know, borders or anything like that. However. I mean, you know, Melanie's pointing out an inconsistency. Sure. And if he signs an order that allows a bunch of uh, folks And it's come, not allowed, because this isn't an open borders issue. You're going and getting them and bringing here. That's entirely different. Yeah. Understood. But I'm just saying, if, it, if, it, if, it's a con- if it's a health concern, and the people coming from Somalia are less of a health risk for COVID-19 than people coming over from Massachusetts. generally. Okay. So if you're concerned about health, you're not going to be like, let's go... Go over to the third world. Yeah, I'm not sure that your analogy on Free Talk Live is particularly useful because you're immediately dinging all the libertarians who are pro-immigration uh, and going, bing, 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 bing. It's like, what, 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 what? It, well, it immigration might... and importation are two right. different things as well. Let's let's just stick with it's not the governor's job to decide whether or not people can go outside. And frankly... Um, you know they haven't done a very good job. You know there's lockdowns in uh, New York City. They're having terrible problems there. You know this is this is a politician's dream. Is it the Cuomo federal government's has been job? on the TV every day? Is it the federal government's job as part of the general welfare clause? Well, I don't know. I think one can make the argument that um, a state, whatever that might be, um, can you know lock down in order to prevent a pandemic, but. I think we've we've had the test, and they're bad at it. Sweden, who decided not to do the uh, the test, appears to have come out better. I mean, we can all decide how the next pandemic goes, right? Like you have to figure it out for yourself. What do you think it's going to be like? But right now, Americans are really to kill each other over this "we're stuck inside" thing. It ain't going to be pretty if they if these politicians continue to do this at some point or another people are people are going to their state houses armed to the teeth well what if it's a cried wolf scenario when the real pandemic comes and people go like well they botched the last one we're not going to follow well, the that, orders that, that is there something I, that is something i've considered like if there actually was a highly deadly disease that was going around we would have no way of knowing that because there's no credible entity that can tell us that's true and you know, take the risk for yourself as an individual. This is the problem: is that the state gets the authority, and they're the ones that are least uh, responsible, and that always goes badly. I don't know. Let's go to David uh, calling in from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, listening to you on K E N N Four Quarters, New Mexico. Yeah, home of the car dealership that does not honor its commitments. Do what? not buy. Well, from yes, them. they do have car dealerships where you are. <laughs> 
That's right. And but it's they, the one that doesn't honor their, their commitments. Yeah, that's what I said. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That would be all of them. Uh, but anyway, so don't do not buy from them. But there's going to be a shootout on the streets of Grants, New Mexico, tomorrow because the mayor high noon? is in a fight. With, well, yeah, high noon, and they're at the Okie Dokie Okie Dokie Corral, and because the mayor, uh, Little Miss uh, Stompy Feet uh, Michelle Wuhan Grisham, <laughs> is in a uh, pissing match with uh, the mayor of Grant. Oh, and there's video. You need to search online for Mayor Mart, uh, Martin Martin Hicks, uh, Grants, New Mexico where he t- talks about how the, the, the governor is killing us. What's she going to do? Put us in jail? She's already killing us. So there's cool video, and it was uh, the story was picked up by U.S. News and by the Washington Times. But uh, so the, the mayor has uh, lifted his not-work uh, order in the town of Grants. He's bringing his 80 uh, uh, government employees back to work, and he's supporting all of the businesses. So is it the governor's order that the mayor is lifting? Or the mayor had his own order? Well, they generally, you know, the governor issued theirs, and then the counties and the municipalities also issued their orders. Uh, also. The mayor won't and the be mayor enforcing been, the governor's orders. Yeah. Right. Well, he's not only not enforcing it, he's counteracting. He's saying, everybody go back to work. He's bringing in all of his employees for the city, and, and there's 81 businesses that signed a petition that they intend to open up tomorrow morning. And uh, so this has got and the, sh- and the sheriff and the town police, obviously, but the sheriff is supporting it. Say they're not going to enforce anything against these businesses that open. But the but uh, Mike Johnson, I believe it is the chief of uh, the New Mexico State Police. Uh, he's uh, at the beck and call of the of Governor Stompy Feet, and he is uh, uh, intending to cite all of them. So it should be a, a, sh- a showdown in uh, Grants, New Mexico tomorrow. Well, yeah, but Shop, how much, how, what are you going to lose more money on a ticket, even if it's a fairly high ticket or losing your entire business? I mean, that's, that's at that point, that said. just costs to do a business. It's like, yeah, I have to pay property taxes, this fine, and sales tax. David, like, call right. in with uh, with this and tell us what happened uh, You know, tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I, I didn't know anything about that. At, uh, freetalklive.com, go there, sign up for our newsletter, if you would, please. It's a great way to find out all the news that's going on with Free Talk Live. That's why we call it a newsletter. You can also sign up for our Telegram and get our show prepped that way. And, you know, all kinds of ways to stay involved with Free Find out about your common law rights. Move about the land freely in your personal conveyance or on foot. Know what to say if stopped by a man or woman in a costume and proceed safely on your way. Also, find out how to lawfully keep all the money you make free of tax. Protect your liberty and freedoms in a peaceful and lawful way by adding William Stenson 60 at yahoo.com to your Skype contacts. And let's talk free on Skype. That's William Stenson 60 at yahoo.com.